Lamar, uh, Lamar. Right. This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning. You're listening to the Mac and Jack Sports Show on Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to This Week in Sports with Mac Jack and Jim Jeffcoat. I'm the coach. Jack is our historian, and Jim, who also coached, is a legendary defensive end of the Dallas Cowboys and should be in the Hall of Fame shortly. So we're going to we're going to push for that, Jim. We're going to get you in there. That's where you are. There you go. So um, go ahead, Jim. Real quick uh, before we start, um, I had the opportunity to go over to um, meet with the veterans and uh, here in Texas and Dallas and everything. And it was a great time. Great time. Anytime we can support our troops. It's all. It was a outpatient center. And anytime we can do that, that's a blessing within itself. I agree, Jim. I agree. Veterans made the country what it is. Yes. Uh, I don't, Jim. Were you ever in the military? No, but my dad was. Yeah, he I remember, uh, he remember served that. in the Korean War. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was in the. I was in the Air Force for six years in search and rescue. Um, so uh, I have a real strong uh, feeling about the veterans in you know the history of the United States. So let's get to it, guys. Let's get to the NFL news. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is Bobby Wagner, the guaranteed all, all Hall of Famer, first ballot to me uh, with the Seattle Seahawks and the Rams. Um, them, him and the Rams have parted ways, and there's some uh, landing spots projected for him. Um, the Bengals, the Eagles, and the Giants. What do you guys think would be a nice place for Wagner to end up? What do you think, Jack? Well, I think if you're Bobby Wagner, you want to go somewhere where you have a good chance of going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't think he's going to want to go to a team that's rebuilding, let's say, like the Chicago Bears or the Houston Texans. I can't imagine that. Uh, so he's going to find the right fit for him. I mean, why not a reunion with the Seattle Seahawks? The Seattle Seahawks made the playoffs last year. They didn't rebuild. They surprised us. They drafted really well. They retooled. Bring him back to Seattle. Let him finish his career there. He's got a lot left in the tank. He was a second-team pro bowler last year. And the way he moved on from the Seahawks was nearly criminal. They didn't even call him up. He found out on social media. Make it up to Bobby Wagner. This is your chance the Seattle Seahawks organization, to make it up to Bobby Wagner the way you treated one of your most iconic players in team history. I I, I would like to see that, Jim, but is there are they going to be able to patch that up the way Bobby Wagner found That's out? That's a good point because I was thinking the same thing, but Jack makes a good point because there's some animosity there, obviously. But uh, his defensive coordinator when he came in the league was Dan Quinn. At the Cowboys, can they afford him? Probably not, but it'd be a good landing uh, spot for him. Right. But I, I would think Seattle would be the obvious. But if there's animosity, then there. And then the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings would be a good place, Rick. And good morning, Rick. Rick, good morning, Rick. Are you I mean, guys said it best with Bobby Wagner and Jim can vouch for that. It's so much about relationships. 
I don't know Bobby Wagner's history as far as who coached them, like assistant coaches and who's the coordinator. Some of, we mentioned the Vikings, but does he have any relationship with Brian Flores, their new defensive coordinator? No, I don't think so. But I, all I'm saying is maybe that's a good fit for him because it's going to be salary cap, cap issues too because what is he, 10 years now in right. the league? So there's going to be issues there, and he's going to want a good uh, contract. Well, if he wants to go to the Super Bowl, like Jack said, Bengals would be the obvious pick. I mean, that would be a place where he could almost be guaranteed that he'll be in the running to go to a Super Bowl. So, how about uh, Buffalo? There you go. That's another good. That's another good possibility. Kansas well, City. I mean, go ahead, go ahead, Jack. Part of it's the personalities. Uh, Jim, Jim knows what goes on in the locker room, obviously. If Bobby Wagner comes in, he's a natural leader. Does yes. the team need leadership? If you already have leaders in that locker room, that minimizes the Bobby Wagner effect a little more so. I don't, I don't think so, Jack. You like to have as many leaders as you can. You want strong personalities because they kind of mesh together. The more strong personalities in there, if something's going wrong, then they can correct it. The best thing that ever happened to us is having those strong personalities because the coaches didn't have to straighten out the locker room. We did. And when those things separated, when those leaders started leaving, that's the problem you had. And successful teams usually have more than one person who's in a leadership role. Definitely. Good morning, Keith. How you doing today? Good morning, Keith. Good morning, gentlemen. Had myself on mute. Sorry. That's all right. TGI Sports Talk host Keith Angle. Check the show out. One of the best on the internet. So, Keith, uh, are you in a little early today, or is it me? I don't. I, I'm not sure. I, I try to pop in at five after because I got to get off at eight thirty. So, okay, yeah, just before Robert comes on, we know how that works. So, Keith, let's. I I uh, have you on to talk a little bit about you know the Knicks and the and the Patriots. In the Yankees, so I got I got some things I want to go over with you. Um, first of all, I mean, who'd have thought that Randall would be playing this well this year? I mean, the, the man is 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 a true leader on the Knicks right now. He's shooting, he's playing defense, he's passing the ball. Uh, R.J. Barrett finally has a good game, and of course, um, Brunson uh, plays well again. So. You've got Randall getting 28 points, Barrett getting 25 points, and Brunson getting 20 in a victory over the Pelicans, which is a really good team, Keith. A very good team, and uh, the Knicks have been playing well. They've been up and down all year, and they've been playing really well since the Josh Hart trade, and I think it was a great trade that we talked about on Friday. Josh, or, uh, as far as Randall goes, nobody would have expected this probably after what we went through last year with him, with the coaching staff and the fans, and just his overall attitude had taken a huge step backwards. And I got to believe somebody got in his ear over the you know offseason and said, if you want to stay here and you want to be the player you can be, he's better probably right now than he was two years ago. Yeah, and he was good then. Yeah, Keith, and, I think it's Brunson. Brunson is one of those guys. He did it in Dallas. Yeah. And he did it in Dallas. He's one of those guys that can score 20 points, but he also can get you 20 assists if that helps your team win. He does the things necessary to win, and that's what makes him so valuable. It's not all the all-star stuff that makes yeah. him valuable. It's yeah. how he distributes the ball and how he manages the team. He's one. He's like a coach on the court. 
I agree. And he, Jim, you're absolutely right. He does what he needs to to win. Sometimes he scores eight points and they win games. Sometimes he wins 35, scores 34 right. points and they win. So Jim's from, Jim's from Dallas. So let me ask him this. Would the Mavericks have been better off just signing Brunson, keeping him with Luca, and not and not making the deal for Kyrie Irving? Oh, okay. no question. Are they better with the one-two punch of Luca and Brunson, or Luca and Kyrie? Which one is better as a one-two punch? It's, for the there's Mavericks? no question that Brunson is uh, Kyrie is more talented, but Brunson is a better team guy. Exactly. And he, they had no chance. His dad is an assistant coach at the Knicks. They had a chance a year ago to sign they messed him. Up. They messed up. They didn't realize what they had. Now they do. Yeah. yeah, he didn't play a lot. I mean, he played a lot. He didn't play a big role, huge role, like he did uh, until late in the season last year yes. in his playoffs. That's when he really took off and his stock took off. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the kid is, I mean, that's the kind of kid you want on your team. I mean, he's one yeah. of those guys. We talked about leadership. He is right. a natural leader. He's what we talked about, Bobby Wagner, before yeah. the show. He's yeah. a natural leader. Some guys have that personality. They can get along with anybody. Right. Great I point. think the reason they brought Josh Hart was their, their trade target here uh, at the trade deadline, too, because of their relationship in college and right. the way yeah. they, they work well together on the court. So that'll yeah. really play well for the Knicks. Yeah. On, on, the, on the Yankees front, Keith, Labor mm-hmm. Torres, and well, we know it's spring training, and you know, you know, he's not facing the best and 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 that. But Labor Torres hits a double in the first inning, an opposite field home run in the third. Um, you know, we talked about maybe trading him, maybe keeping him. I mean, I guess if the Yankees are going to go young, Labor Torres is still very young, and would be a great asset to the Yankees uh, hitting and and playing in the field. Yeah, I mean, listen, he, he had a comeback season last year. His attitude has certainly gotten better as well. And the problem now is the Yankees still have some big holes to fill in left field, third base, maybe even in the starting pitching. We don't know yet. Um, and unfortunately, Glaber Torres is the most likely guy to bring something back of value. That's the problem. Unless you're going to trade the kids, which I don't think they're, 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 they're want to do. So um, I hope <laughs> – I hope he can stay here, but again, I know we got these holes to fill. Unless he can learn to play left field, which I wish he could, right. <laughs> then I'd keep him. But do you, you know. think the Yankees have improved, Keith? Um, moderately. 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 Only don't be I- afraid. I know Mac banned you last year, but I'm a. <laughs> and again, I will say that I don't want to get myself banned in spring training, but. Uh, <laughs> They're better because they're going to have Harrison Bader hopefully for the entire season. I love what he brings to this team defensively and able to generate runs, you know, when you can't hit home runs. But I still worry about that left field position. I'm ups- I'm a little upset they didn't at least go the extra year for Ben Attendee. He would have been perfect for this team. And that outfield with Bader, Ben Attendee, and Judge would have been very good. They didn't address the third base situation. I'm glad that they're going to make a move with the kids at, in, at shortstop, one of them will, will most likely start, probably will start. Um, and maybe the other finds a place somewhere as well. Mm-hmm. And Rondon I, scares me a little bit. I, you know, he's been a good pitcher the last couple of years, but he's had some injury issues. And we talked Friday, anytime you bring a guy into New York, he's going to get hurt anyway. And so they're better. Um, but we did nothing. You know, Aaron Hicks and Josh Johnson right now are going to be starting on opening day. And I don't think that's a better team than it was last year. 
Do you think the clock is going to affect the game? Yes, it's ridiculous. I'm already watching a game yesterday basically get decided by the pitch clock because of uh, if you watch the Red Sox and Braves, um, I didn't watch it. I saw the, the highlight. The kid, <laughs> the kid thought, I, I don't know what he thought. I guess he thought the pitch clock expired on the pitcher. He started the first base, and the umpire called him out. Three and two, bases loaded. Wow. wow. And that's the end of the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. So if this is not what the rules intended for is to decide games, right? And you're going to see some, again, just like Major League Baseball just cannot get out of its own way. It just <laughs> can't get out of its own way. I have a proposal with two outs in the last inning. When the team is down to their last out, allow the batter extra time to step out of the box. Kind of just wave it. We don't see a game you know, in that way. I, you know, I, have a, I have a proposal. How about we just enforce the rules that were already in the books and we could speed up the game that way? How about that? Keith, wait a minute, Jack. I got in a big argument with him and Pags yesterday on, on the debate show. I said uh. baseball is what it is. It's meant to be a slow game. It's meant yes. to yeah, I mean that's what it is. That's what makes baseball. It always game. has been. Yeah, and, and, and when you start changing, yeah, and when you start changing the game and trying to make it faster, you end up with things like this that make no sense. They do so, things that diametrically change the game, not just little things, right? They think they're right. little things, but they always affect something more than what they actually do. What? What? I want. I can't wait till we have the first replay on a clock violation. Oh my yeah, god, that'll be interesting. That'll my be head will explode. They do just, all the analytics. They should have analyzed how this was going to affect the game. Look, I agree. The game's gotten too slow. The game is a slower pace game, and it's but it shouldn't take four hours to play a game either. I understand, but again, there are plenty of rules in the books and have been for a hundred years, hundred fifty-four years, or whatever it is. To uh, to address that, just enforce what's there. Can you imagine the World Series being decided oh. on, on on a time violation? That would, That'd be amazing. That would be. Uh, uh, Rick Sherlock's talking about the Knicks. We the Knicks are unwatchable. He sounds like a non Nick fan. There, I watched college basketball yesterday and loved the way they moved the ball. Listen, Rick, if you don't like what you saw with the Knicks yesterday, then you weren't watching the game. That was a yeah. unbelievable. I've yeah, tried hard yeah. Nick. It's Nick. It's more the NBA than the Knicks with uh, with uh, Rick, and, and a lot of the NBA in the last ten years has been hard to watch. I agree, but the Knicks yeah. are playing a brand of base basketball that is better to watch in my mind. Well, I got to give you credit, Keith. You were high on quickly, and I really wasn't. He's having a bounce back year this year. He's been really, really good coming yep. off the bench. He has been. And he Mitchell been. Robinson's been highly underrated for the rebounding that he's given the Knicks as well. Yeah, I, I look at this team is playing well as a team, and uh, yeah. I, I don't look at they're probably not going to win a championship this year, but they're going to be very good and a tough out in the East, I think. If yeah, they, they yeah. What they're doing right now. Yeah. yeah, and I watched the Iowa Michigan State game, and what bothered me is the coach from Iowa. Staring down the referee like that. Yeah. Man, I would have kicked him out. I got to tell you a funny thing. I watched this documentary last night that you guys may have seen on Tim Donahue, the rec that fixed games, you know. And and I'll tell you, it made me think about the Lakers winning three championships in a row. That was tainted. It was fixed against Sacramento. (laughs) Sacramento should have been the NBA champions that year. I can't give the Lakers their due as a three-time <laughs> champion three in a row. 
there you go. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say. To that. I mean, he's the exception and not the rule. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> it was fixed. The Sacramento Laker game. I think that those calls that were made were outrageous. I don't. Kobe anyway. Bryant hits Bibby a forearm on the face, knocks him on his back, and nothing. Did he do that? Did Donnie he do that game? I don't know how we got on this topic, but did Donnie? <laughs> <he> do- <laughs> Okay. It's Jack. It's Jack. That's how we get on this topic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So let's do a little Patriot news. Uh I guess, you know, just like the Cowboys, the Patriots have got to get some kind of receiver in there, whether it's a veteran or receive or a, 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 a draft that can help them score. Um, there was some that they mentioned in uh in this thing I was reading. Um, they're talking about Brandon Cooks. The Hopkins, a Hopkins, sorry, and yep. T. Higgins. <clears throat> I think T. Higgins, uh, if he stays healthy, is one of the best receivers in the league. But they're all going to come at a Koski. They will. That's that's why you're going to see some expensive veterans get released here before the free agent period. They've only got about thirty or thirty-three million dollars in cap space right now. That's not going to get you DeAndre Hopkins. It's probably not going to get you T. Higgins. Um, so you're going to see some guys like Hunter Henry or Trent Brown, some guys who with some hefty contracts and savings they can make in the in the, on the cap space uh, probably move. I, listen, DeAndre Hopkins has been the big topic of conversation in the uh, New England area over the, since the season ended. Right. And I know if they sign them, there'll be tampering charges and everything else because there's all this film when they played the Cardinals of the you know Belichick saying I love you, uh, you know, and yeah, Hopkins. Uh, Look, don't say that Bill was tampering with him then, I'm sure, but whatever. He'd be a perfect fit for this team. And exactly what Mac Jones needs is somebody to go down the field and get the football. So Carlos says, Jack has been drinking, fellas. Chavez is Kool-Aid. No, let me defend Jack for a second. He hasn't okay. reached Carlos's level. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. But isn't that the Patriot way? First of all, they're going to develop their slot receivers, and then they're going to get the Randy yes. Marks, the Chad Johnsons that yeah. are on the downside of their career and that's utilize the, them, right? Yeah, that's been the offense. And with Bill, Bill, Bill O'Brien coming back, I mean, they may go back to that. Last year they tried to do the, the, the scheme that they tried to implement was to be able to do more play-action pass and get the ball down the field. No, the problem was that the offensive line was terrible. It couldn't protect Mac Jones, and plus there was no way to catch the ball down the field. So prob- it's probably not as imperative as it would have been with the offense the way it was run last year. But I still, listen, DeAndre Hopkins would make this team much, much better for sure. Mac Jones, though, isn't a stretch-the-field type quarterback. I'm not questioning his arm, but that's just not his style from college. No, no. Look, at he hasn't been given the ability to even – being accomplished at that though and the pros because they've given them no chance to do it there's there's been some talk of maybe the uh patriots uh trading mac jones for uh uh, you know another quarterback or 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 some players i mean even some draft picks did you hear anything about that keith i have not um i mean there's not a quarterback that's available unless his name is uh, you know i guess there's a couple i might consider but I'm not bringing one of these guys in here. Like, who are they going to bring in? Well, Carr's Car now a free agent. I don't. They're not going to trade it. Uh, 
if you've got an established quarterback that's better than Mac Jones, you're not trading him for Mac Jones, number one. Well, what are you going to get for Mac Jones? Mac, he he went number 15, I think, on the first round. He's right. not. They're not going to get that for him again. A team like a team's not going to give their first round draft choice if they're going in the middle of the draft for Mac Jones. Maybe a later first round pick. I don't think so. Maybe you get a two and a four and a five for him or something. You know, maybe a little packages together. But what good's that going to do you? I mean, unless you're really low on Mac Jones, you don't trade him if you're New England. I think, if anything, you may see a little bit of a quarterback con- uh, competition in camp with him and your boy. Brady's happy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring him up this time. Sorry, you correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Bill O'Brien's Mac uh, Jones – coordinator at uh, Alabama? He wasn't really their, his coordinator because uh, Mac Jones was on his way out when Bill O'Brien was coming in, but but they worked very closely in, in helping Bill O'Brien get up to speed with the terminology and everything uh, with the Alabama offense. So okay. they do have a relationship. And by all accounts, Bill O'Brien's pretty high on Mac Jones, which will go a long ways. It's, it's funny. <laughs> Everybody in the Patriot organization still speaks very highly of Mac Jones and his potential. The only guy who tempers his comments is one guy, and he's the most important guy. His name is Belichick. But but keep this in mind, okay? Nick Saban saw Mac Jones practice every day in college. He has a really good idea as far as his pro potential. And Belichick and Bill O'Brien are very close with Nick Saban. I'm sure they're on the phone to Nick Saban. And Nick Saban, if he's telling them, no, no, he's going to be a really, really good, good quarterback, just stick with him. I think that carries a lot of weight. It's about relationships around the league. It's who you trust, what they're going to tell you. I think that's true. And, I, I, you know, you talk about Nick and Bill talking a lot, like they're on the phone every day, though, Jack. You know, they're not <laughs> – they had their first sit-down together for in, like, three years. There was a 30 for – I don't know if it was 30 for 30. I think it was an ESPN – uh, deal with Nick and Bill not long ago, last summer maybe. That's the first time they've been face-to-face in like three years. They, and they don't chat as much as people think. Now, when it comes to a player like Mac Jones that they talk, yes, but I doubt they're now talking about how to fix him. You know, Yeah, but I'm yeah. sure they chatted before they drafted him. Absolutely. have to get the information. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I would imagine any draft that comes up, you know, uh, in the past or the future, I imagine Nick and Bill are talking. Because that's I know that's how we did it. If we're going to take a player – in the top 10, we're always going to talk to the coach and get some insight into him. And most coaches are not going to tell you the negative stuff, but the real close coaches to your staff are going to tell you what's going on. And they they do have a 40-year relationship, Saban and Belichick, so I think they trust each other's judgment. But, you know, Bill Belichick is making a call. I Listen, I, I would agree with that too. Keith, a little college football news. Tim Tebow is going into the uh, College Hall of Fame. He's got, I mean, you know, MVPs. He's been in the championship MVP. Um, you know, Doak Walker Award, I think he got too. I mean, about time, right? Yeah, I agree. I think he's one of the best college football players of all time. I don't have him at number one. I have a, I, I get some debate on this. I still have Archie Griffin at number one. But, really? Yeah. Over yeah. Walker, huh? That's what I was just going to say. Back-to-back Heisman's wins the debate for me, so that's where where I land. But Tebow, Herschel Walker, they're all top five. Archie Griffin, running back. Didn't he win back-to-back Heisman's? Who's that? Archie Archie Griffin. Griffin. We don't talk, you know, why? 
I just yeah. said he was the number one Cal's oh, player. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my mind, yes. Not a lot of people's, but mine. And certainly yep. yours, Jack. Thank you. Matt, Matt goes back to time of Hopalong Cassidy. He wants to get those guys. Do you think, do you think Caleb Williams will be a repeat Heisman trophy? Uh, uh, he'll be in the race. He'll be, probably be a finalist with that offense for sure. That's uh, what it is. It's not. And to me, that bothers me. Because yeah. I, I think he's good. But is he great? No. No, I don't think he's great either. I think he's a you know system quarterback for sure. And you'll probably find that out when he gets to the NFL. So there you go. There you go. System quarterback, a quarterback Bill Belichick would want. Um, you know, we have uh Bobby Gross. Wagner. Bobby <laughs> Wagner is uh available, you know, he's out there in a the market right now. And I know the Patriots like grabbing some of them experienced linebackers. I think that guy um from the Chargers. I'm trying to remember his name. He was middle linebacker for the Chargers, went over to play for the Patriots. Junior uh, Sale. Right, right. That might be a move that the Patriots might want to make, Keith. Um, maybe it'll depend on the cost. Look at anybody who wants to come here as free agent, you know, you're gonna get more money somewhere else. And if you want to come here, it probably would have been easier when you were winning every year, um, for less money, then you know, well, welcome to the team. But it's going to be very tough if he wants. I think, listen, I, I listened to you guys' comments before I came on, and I, I know the Seattle situation is a little awkward, but I think going back there would be a good spot for him. Mm, I don't I don't know if that relationship, yeah, I don't know if the relationship is, 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 is too bad for him to go back or not now, but it could um, be. That was an ugly thing they did to him. It really sure. was. I mean, I yeah. don't know how you treat one of your premier players like that. I guess, uh, you know, business is business. Very oh. uncheryl like I will say. Um, well, Jim, Jim, you were with the Cowboys 12 years. How was your exit? Was it, it well, pleasant? The owner came to me and said, when I'm done, he'll have somewhere for a position for me in the organization. He said yeah. that. Because of you're still wait, are you still waiting for that position, Jim? No, I did have it. <laughs> I'm when I was coaching. But no, yeah. he said I would have a position or his, it's not anything personal. It's business. And I yeah. and, and of course keep you back now, Jim. Huh? I might want to bring you back and get you in that front office now. <laughs> no, I don't want to be in there. I kind of <laughs> like because now I can say things that I couldn't say if I was in the front <laughs> office. And, and of course, Jim did go on to play with the Bills for a, a few years and yes, three years. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah. that. That's a great organization. And very successful there too as a defensive yeah. end uh, pass rusher. Jim had a silver spoon in his mouth in the NFL with these storied franchises. Let him play for the Detroit Lions. Then Jim would have seen what it was all about. Or the New York Jets. Excellent point. Yes. Yes. No matter what. Home with the Jets at least. You know, see so That is true. No matter what, Jim still would have been a part of that 100 sack club. That's for sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Keith, Man, had you been there, Cleco and Gaston, though, he would have had 150 sacks. Huh? With Cleco, yeah, yeah. Gaston, with Cleco <laughs> being doubled up. On... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keith, your opinion is Jim Jeffcoat belong in the Hall of Fame? We're going to start a we're going to start a push here uh, <laughs> to get him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I mean, look at. Uh, Don't uh, lie, Keith. <laughs> no, I, I I'm not lying or just blowing smoke here. I say yes. I mean, again, <laughs> the hall. Look at. There's certainly lesser players than Jim Jeffcoat in the Hall of Fame. I'll really? tell you that. I agree. 
I mean, you're talking 101 sack club. You're talking about uh, with the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, incredible. I had an honest question. Do you think Willie McGinnis hurt his chances for the Hall of Fame with the issues he had in that fight? Um, Probably, but I don't know that it I, – I would rather see it not. But, again, that these things are going to become more prevalent, obviously, and it's going to affect voters' uh, opinions and the way they, they vote. And I think it will hurt them. Yeah. I was just curious about that. I do. Yes, again, and eventually Willie McGinnis was too good. You know, years ago, guys would get away with these type of things. There's probably there. I, I'm not probably. There are far worse people. There's. Yes, people, I would agree. I people would agree. in the Hall of Fame. But he but had issues in college too. A couple. He had some. Uh, he had a few issues, but never really anything in the NFL, which is interesting. Yeah, um, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, you grow up, but you know. Got with a disciplined organization and and. That kept him as well. One, you know, you guys tease me about the Jets. One quick question, a hypothetical fun question. The Jets need a quarterback, obviously, badly. Let's say you're the Jet GM, you guys. The Chicago Bears call you up. They offer you the number one pick in the draft, straight out deal. They want Sauce Gardner. No. Do you wow. trade you Sauce Gardner? That no. is a you give up Sauce Gardner for the number one pick. The number one pick, meaning you could t- get either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, but basically it's an even up swap for Sauce Gardner. And you know Sauce Gardner is going to be one of the all time greats based on the one year. You know he should be able to keep it up. Not doing it. Shut down corner, one That's of the rare ones in NFL history, perhaps. When I look at the Jets' history picking quarterbacks high in a draft, I'm going to say no way. (laughs) Okay, but you can have Okay, fair enough. Well, there you go. Uh, Rick Sherlock says a long You might make the deal, and Mac might make the deal. I don't know. I don't know. I would have to think. I'd have to think. Sauce Gardner, though. I would think the number one pick. It is. is I would study those, those quarterbacks because you're right. They haven't had a uh, track record of picking the proper quarterbacks. Well, I've told you, I don't think they're the best two quarterbacks in the draft anyway. I think Will Levis is oh, the best quarterback oh in the draft. Oh, my goodness. Come on, are you serious? I, believe that. I do believe that, yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can very well be my words here. But I didn't doubting this guy who plays Division Two. I forgot his name, that he's going to be so great who in the NFL quarterback. There's friends of his, his father. And, and yes. Right. <laughs> Listen, I got to pop out of here, but I see Rick's comment. And he's right. Jim Marshall absolutely belongs in the Hall of Fame. No question. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Keith. You have a great one, my friend. See you guys. All right. You have a good day. I'm surprised so Jim go. Marshall isn't in. His teammate Carl Ella was in, and he was as good as Carl Ella. Morning, guys. Yeah. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Robert. Out goes Keith. In comes Robert. No, folks, there is nothing. Uh, bad, they have a good relationship. We're so. just trying to be on schedule. Yes, yeah. exactly, and and very <laughs> much so. Robert, good morning, Sportscope. Robert Butler, check for him. He's on. He's on our channel. He's he's on uh, on 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 all his channels. So just yeah. look up Sportscope, and Robert Butler will be there. Great show, great host, and covers the big stories out there in sports. So Robert, yeah, I wanted to get to a few things with you. Um, you know, first of all, I want to talk about the the Alabama situation. Yeah. 
uh, with Williams. And before he comes on the court, another teammate pats him down. Um, of course, the coach, you know, said it was in bad taste and all this other stuff. What do you think about that? Why would you do something like that when, you know, a guy dies and there's family out there that are hurting? Yeah. I mean, why would you do something like that? Yeah, it was a, a woman who got shot. It, it's it's oh. a long story to explain, but uh, essentially that's some kind of routine that they do. They, they did it before. Right. But you would think with this, I mean, it's really been a hot topic around the college world. Uh I wouldn't. The coach said he's, it's not going to happen again, but it just tells you how nonchalant uh, the coach has been, the AD's been. They haven't, guys, this happened back the 15th of January. Yep. You know, and it just, <laughs> you could tell that it, it's just a bad look. You know, you guys got long memories. Uh, you know, Alabama fired Mike Price, uh, football coach. He used the company credit card to go to a strip club, and he had escorts. He hadn't coached a game yet. Signed a contract. This happened the summer back in '02, and that he was never charged with anything. And nice. you, you just gotta wonder. I mean, this guy, I, and I understand what the police's outlook is, and it's reasonable doubt and all that. Uh, but the idea of not even, you know. Uh, any kind of disciplinary action for that. And the idea that the coach never said anything publicly about this prior to it coming out through the law. And then the AD, he he extends the coach. I mean, of course, the coach is having a great year. So it's it, it, it's a bad look for Alabama. I know they want to spin it, man. But if it was my team, I'm okay with just starting over. Uh, you know, life goes on. The program's bigger than the person. <laughs> yeah. Isn't this guy a, um, one and done? Yeah. You know, guys, he's right here from my hometown out of Antioch, which is a suburb of Nashville. Oh, really? Okay. He's a lottery pick, Jim. He's probably yeah. a top five player. Guys, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We really don't. This kid might be completely innocent. And he's already being labeled. We look at him suspiciously at the very least. And we look at him like he's getting away with something in a sense. He might be completely innocent. If the university president signed off on it for him to play and gave the okay, they must be privy to information where he didn't do anything wrong, you know, at all. And, and why, you know, and let's just move forward. We know well, that he purchased a gun, correct? No, yeah, we uh, do <clears throat> the guy who the other player who gave the man who should who who shot this woman because she didn't go out on a date with him hours yeah. earlier he yeah. asked her out uh this is all widely reported jack i mean it's not me making this up and this right. is all from the police report so uh this guy basically brandon miller he was this miles the other players ride home he left at 1 30 wow. he comes back the guns in the car it's under like a towel or something. It's not, but he legally owns the gun. Miles, the player who who's charged with murder, accessory murder, hands the gun to this other gentleman who does not play for the Alabama team. Mm -hmm. But Miller, it, it comes off, and everything I read in here, it comes off as Miller is a good guy. Uh, this other player's older than Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller's a freshman. He's older. There may be some intimidation factor there. 
But at some point, you got to say, hey, look, man, you're sending me these text messages like this is not you're not going to the firing range at 1 30 in the morning. Yeah. He got to be confrontational. The fact that he wasn't confrontational. This woman's dead now. She, she's yeah. got a five year old, just 23. So I would kick him off the team and say, listen, we I mean, we don't want we know you're a good kid. But if you don't drive back there that night, this woman's alive today. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's my thing. You know, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's um a little it's a lot different than what's going on in New Mexico State. Oh, I don't know what to, what's going on there. The same thing as uh, one of the players. They were in New Mexico, uh, Albuquerque, and he oh, shot man. a guy, killed him. Oh, my God. They fired the coach. OK, because they were there were some things going on. OK, wow. Guys, does the coach have control of what the players do off the field? I mean, you know, when I coached in high school once, we came back after uh, a holiday recess. We had a long holiday, and we played a game a couple of days later, and one of my better players was playing like he was in a days-all game, and I just attributed it to being a complete off game. Later, the assistant coach told me he just thought he was high, you know. And mm. but how was I supposed to know that putting him in the game? Well, I tried to deal with it after, and the but player Jack, completely denied Jack, it. You no, know, you don't know. But Jack, you're that's high school. We're talking about a major university and college, and I mean, you know, the coaches paid for the conduct of his players on and off the court or off the field. Uh, however, you know, whatever sport we're talking about, he's he's responsible. The the athletic director is responsible for you know for this. The the dean is responsible for the whole program. And right now, nobody's paying for or answering to nobody's what being accountable. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, think about it this way, guys. I understand the coach <clears throat> not knowing if you're getting in a bar fight. Nobody's arrested. The school's talking about it, but nobody's arrested. But on a Sunday morning, you, uh, you you open up your uh, your laptop or your phone and you're saying, oh, wait, one of my players has been arrested for murder? I'm going to yeah. investigate and make sure because the teammates hang out with each other. Are any of my other team players involved in this? And we want to get out in front of this rather than bury our head in the sand and yeah. take this lottery prospect on our team and hope yeah. nobody finds out about it. That's what the optics seem to me. Robert, do you do you see a lawsuit coming towards Alabama from the? Uh... Yeah, they the, the the stepfather of this woman. Uh, he says this season has her her blood stain on uh, its hands, and you know, hey, this team is that they may be a number one seed. This is one of the best seasons they've had in a long time. Oaks could be coach of the year uh, candidate type of. I mean. You know, it just seems that way. And I'm thinking, man, that's such a big deal, you know? Unfortunately, it's unfortunately it's all relative to how good a player it is. Yeah. Even with the New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara played the past year and they had this legal issue hanging over his head that we're going to find out that's going to resolve itself soon. If Alvin Kamara were no more than a special teams player, he wouldn't have been on the Saints last year. They would have moved on. I disagree. Stop. <laughs> it's settled in court. Now we see the video. But if you go back and look at histories, Ray, um, uh, what happened with the Ravens, 
with Lamar Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was a star. And I know what I'm saying is, is, is that he was at the incident and he still played. I mean, they have to, it has to be innocent to proven guilty because they open themselves up. Now, Kamara's probably going to get some jail time. When you see that video and what they did, he's probably yeah. going to get jail time. Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't yeah. actually see that. That, the, the, that. It was an incident in Vegas around the Pro Bowl. Yes. Years ago, right? yeah. the yeah. In the elevator. Yeah, so they they had the guy on the ground in the elevator. And they oh, were they kicking were and them. It's yeah. Gonna be, yeah. Uh, Robert, Byron Jones. Um, yeah. Can't run, can't jump because um, the injuries – you know, he's, he's, he, he says he feels, you know, great that he played the uh, football. He, you know, it's a it's an honor that he did. Um, but, um, you know, he's got to get out of it now. What do you think about the – I mean, what's your opinion on the NFL? Yeah, team? there's you know? some kind of conflicting reports that he's not saying that. And and I, I'm with you. I, it sounds like he's retired, right? I mean, it, 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 sounds, it sounds like he's contemplating it anyways. Um, he needed all those tweets. Yeah, there you go, Jim. I mean, it's you know it's hard to get a read on these guys. I think they wake up on the wrong side of the bed one day, and they just start. There is an edit button now, but that's for blue. <laughs> that's that's another story. Okay, I got verified last week. Jimmy got to follow me, by the way, man. Okay, I'm okay, blue. Brother. I'm blue. <laughs> yeah, I have to pay eleven bucks a month, but <laughs> I don't know why I don't have to pay. Oh, you're a celebrity, man. I didn't play oh, for the yeah. Cowboys. Maybe you get on a play with them on, on Madden. Guys. Hey, hey, Robert, let them know that you know Jim Jeffco. Maybe they'll cut you some stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. Give me, uh, give me a, a discount a there. Discount. Yeah. But oh. you know, Byron Jones. Uh, remember, he was a big free agent signing. He was supposed to be beside Xavier Howard. Uh, that that store remains. It, it, it's um, it's an incomplete, guys. I mean, we're not sure what's going, how that's going to play out. If if he does retire, Jalen Ramsey, all reports are that Jalen Ramsey will be traded, guys. 28-year-old, shut down corner from the Rams, uh, $17 million cap. Shut down corner was. Was. That's right. Would you take Jalen Ramsey to Tennessee? Well, he's from Brentwood. He's from this area. I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'll tell you what. If Tennessee really wants to compete, I, I, you can make things happen. You can make things happen. The they last a lot of years, he, has, he hasn't been a Pro Bowl. I know he's been voted, but he hasn't been a Pro Bowl corner. I will say this. Patrick Peterson played poorly at Arizona towards the end, and he had a resurgence as a cornerback going to the Vikings. So, you know, you can never tell. And that, Pax yeah. is salivating over some of the moves. The guys are going to be free agents because the Eagles need a little help down deep. He would be a good fit there. Uh, uh, Bradbury okay. was just on the one year contract, Jamie. Right. Food Bradbury, for Bradbury and, and uh, yeah. Gardner Johnson, actually. Oh, Gardner was on pay. the have to pay. Uh, both, of them, both of them were only one, yeah. one year. Don't yeah. get it twisted. You're going to have to pay him. And he hasn't played well in two years. Oh wow! Well, I mean, they Pro Football Focus has him at. Uh, they've got Sertan and Gardner, the rookie, rated higher. But he's, it, you know, he's pretty consistent, man. I know he's not. 
like Revis locked down consistent, yeah. but uh, he's good. They're going to have suitors. I've already read like oh, no question, yeah, no question. All right, now you're talking me out of maybe not not sounding the horn for Tennessee, Jim. We're <laughs> 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 sending to Detroit or Cincinnati now. Yeah. Forget about yeah. everything I said, guys. That's total garbage. And it might be, you know, what it might be is he's in L.A. and there's so many distractions in Los it's Angeles. It's a huge market, yeah. right? Yeah. Women, money, are you kidding me? That's right. Listen, Darrell Revis was terrible at the end of his career. Really? He had his money. He performed very poorly. He was with the Chiefs at the end, and they had the playoff game where he didn't even try to tackle the ball carrier at one point. But you wonder with Jalen Ramsey, how much of it is motivation? Because last year with right. the Rams, they were going nowhere. It's really hard to get motivated and be at the top of your game. At 28, you got to think maybe it's motivation. He's not. He's not 34, you know? So I'm just saying that yeah. if Miami loses yeah. Byron, going back to what Max says, somebody like Jalen Ramsey may be in their in their future since they feel like it's a window. But do they have the cap space? That's what you I mean, you can make it. You can make cap space. I've, I've been studying this like crazy. You know, Titans got a new general manager. Plus, I'm studying the league, right? I, I like to play general manager, guys, for all 32 teams here, you know. And uh, you can make yeah. cap space for anybody. I mean, look at the Saints, guys. They make cap space every year. They're always 50 to $100 million over every year, and they find, they find a way to keep their players. Now, that's pushing the can down the road, but mm-hmm. if you want him bad enough, uh, I mean, guys can make things happen. That's that that very true. You got to eat Just pushing your dead money down and, and maybe having to cut a bad player later. Ask Mickey Loomis. I don't know how he does it, but uh, he's the general manager down in New Orleans. Right, right. So uh, yeah. everybody pags, pags. The Philly sports guy joins the show. He's <laughs> uh, been very busy lately. Uh, he's he's been to a uh, a soccer his soccer team. He spoke person for. He was with. Uh, we call him McLovin here, McDuffie. Uh, he was out there. Uh, serving lunch, so he's been very busy, and um, I don't know why you're laughing, bags, but um, oh, you know, because, I, it, it, Mac McClung, you know, just so that we know. So <laughs> I know we want to we want to make fun of these McLovin or McDuffie or whatever, but his name is Mac McClung. <laughs> he, he, he is Irish. That's all that matters to me, bags. He's Irish, so uh, you know, um, we'll uh, we'll get his name right eventually. But I'm having too much fun with McDuffie and McLovin, so. Uh, we'll probably that's a cornerback for Cincinnati, I think, but our, our exactly. Kansas City, yeah, yeah. that is, yeah, that I think, is. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think they're related, Robert. I really do. Could so, be, Could be. Philly, yes. And Philly sports packs, let's get to it. Um, the Celtics uh beat you uh again, and uh, I mean, it's not MB's fault. Uh, he had a heck of a game again, and beat my pick for the MVP this year. Uh, he even had a shot at tying the game with a full court last second shot that you know the he just got beat by the buzzer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the game last night, Pags? If you, I don't know if you went, but I imagine you at least watched the highlights. I uh, I watched the last the last few minutes of the game. You know, I was uh, you know I was coming back from uh, soccer. Uh, I was at the union last night and. Listen, again, you can't give up so many points. Like, they just – it was like – 
they were up by a certain amount going into the half. They got up by 15 points, and then they let them come back. And, you know, uh, obviously, Jay, I think it was Jason Tatum that, that made that, that three Jason at the three, yeah. end. Um, really, that was a clutch shot. I mean, he wasn't having a great game up to that point, but he did make that one shot, you know, with one point six seconds left. And if there was 1.8 seconds left, we could be talking about a different outcome because of the way that Embiid made that shot. But he knew right away that it was, you know, he didn't get it off in time, walked right off the court. I think what this game did specifically was it showed the Sixers that the Celtics are beatable. I think that's what it did. I, I And I know that they didn't win, but there was definitely a big chink in the armor of the mm-hmm. Celtics. And I think that the, the Sixers uh, maybe will be a little bit more confident the next time they play them. Because I feel Robert, that that's, it was a confidence thing. Robert, I know you study the NBA too. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've picked – I th- I think um, – you know, I think that that you know that they've been ripped off uh, quite a bit. I'm talking about the center right now uh, with the MVP, uh, you know, nomination. He hasn't got the MVP since he's been in the game. Joel Embiid. Embiid, yeah. right? And and you know, again, he's having a great year. He's he's unstoppable on the court. Do you think he finally gets his MVP this year? Uh, you know, you have to have either something. Unique, like what Russell Westbrook's done, and uh, uh, where you had to have, have all those. You have one guy you're really leaning on, and he has those triple doubles, <laughs> or or the most <laughs> way you have to have probably the best record in the league or the best pr- record in your conference, and you have to just be playing at a just a really high level, extremely high level. And now we're thinking maybe. Uh, the Jokers yeah. may win it again, but I, with Boston winning, I think Boston, Jamie, if I'm not if I'm not uh, mistaken, Denver lost last night and Boston won. Uh, I think Boston's got the best record in the entire league. Maybe Jason Tatum wins it, best player on the on, on the best team with the best record per se. That's usually how that goes. Uh, I was kind of hoping that I, he's one of those guys, man. Everybody likes Embiid. People I talk to around, you know, the country and stuff, they I like Embiid. Uh, he's just right there. He's just a cut below, just a small cut below there uh, for he's not sitting on that MVP. So I think he'll probably come up short again, not unless they go on the run. You know, we've got, yeah. what, what 22 games? And and yeah. they get the best record? Maybe. There's no I mean, way. I, There's, they're not going to get the best record. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm just throwing a hypothetical – I mean that you would have to have some dominoes fall. It's it's probably going to go to the Joker again, but uh, then you start to ask. And he's you know, and that would be that would just show how much of a travesty that award is. Because if he was to get it again, I mean, first off, I kind of feel that if you were to win back to back MVPs, your second season better be better than your first season. And it wasn't like that with the Joker. And then if he was to win it a third time, because this season is even worse than the last season. So, I mean, it's like, it's not like he's increasing. He's decreasing in, you know, in what he's providing. And he's still winning. Get out of here. I mean, that just shows me. 
the whole award is meaningless. I mean, just think of it. If Zion Williamson came back to the Pelicans, he has a hamstring injury. When he comes back, they're going to take off. So he's as valuable to his team as anyone else's to theirs. Carl Anthony Towns, the Timberwolves have been playing 500 ball with him out. He comes back, they're going to take off and, you know, start yep. winning. So he has as much value to his team as anyone else has to theirs. So the whole yeah. thing is, I just don't like the whole concept of MVP. Maybe we should change it to best player of the year, point blank. Who oh, that'd be great. The best? Then, <laughs> then that gets, maybe that changes the equation a little bit. Yeah, but then but you give then it after would, the playoffs, you know? So <clears throat> Yeah, but then we wouldn't have nothing. Too, yeah. they, you know, I, I think that they want us to talk about stuff like this. They want yeah. that kind of, they want that kind of, uh, you know, mm -hmm. arguments and debates on mm -hmm. things that they kind of, yeah. that's why they do these and things. And Tatum's probably got the edge today. What's today? The 25th? I mean, it could change. 26. It could change next week. Today's the 26th. Sure. I think Tatum's probably got the edge today, you know, but we still got a few more games to go. Got a few more weeks, right. guys. All right, listen, I agree. And especially, especially in the NBA, when you have so many great players, so many great teams yeah. now. Yeah, with, with all the trades and free agency pickups, you know, you talk about Durant, you talk about Westbrook. I mean, the teams, the, the fortunes of the teams can change almost in an instant where the NBA is now, as opposed to the way it used to be, where you used to have to build a team and 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 uh, you know and win that way. I miss them days, guys. I really miss the days of the Celtics and the Lakers where they actually stayed with their team and they built their team uh, through the organization. It's not like that anymore. So, so anyway, um, so Pags, what do you got playing for uh, the rest of your day? You too, Robert, what do you got going on? We don't ever ask Robert what he's got going on the rest of the day. What do you got going on, Robert? Oh, man, I've been trying to get this green screen up forever. I need to get with the great Keith Engel, get yeah. that taken care of and just, uh, Printing out tax stuff. Nothing fun. I'm going to church after this. I mean, I wish I'd say I was did some major tournament, but you know, <laughs> it's so funny. It's, he's like, he's like, man, man, nothing great. I'm just going to church. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, well, well, listen, yeah. you, it's your they choice to go to church. Well, pray for the Alabama Crimson Tide. There, you know, have some perspective on life down there. You know. And you know, Robert, I noticed the smallest things, right? The tie you have on today is the first time I've seen you not go with the straight colors. I mean, what's going on with your wardrobe? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to mix it up, trying to live on the edge a little bit, mix it up a little bit. <laughs> you know something? I did want to mention another story, guys, that's in the news. It's, it's kind of trending here. Uh, th these pitch clocks in oh, spring yeah. training. We talked just, about that earlier. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm excited about this, and I don't get excited about Major League Baseball. Uh, well, but it looks like it's really fast. And uh, a pitcher, a, a, a hitter, got called uh, out for a third strike. Right. Or no, uh, or something like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, it was yeah. a clock violation. A clock violation. Right. I love that. Now, I love now that. The the truth comes out why Keith and Robert are at each other's throats all the time. Oh, Keith, Keith oh, hates he that against rule. All this. Oh, he hates that rule. I mean, <laughs> you know. I, I, was, I, mean, I was very reluctant to bring it up. You guys are really traditionalists, you know. I mean, I mean, you know, the, the worst 
the worst thing I could see happens with that during World Series. It's the ninth inning. The bases are loaded. There's two outs, and there's a play a clock violation, and you know they lose the game. Oh my God! I mean, yeah, everyone everyone would go crazy. So well, I mean, uh, we're that's what spring training's for. You're supposed to iron out the kinks. I mean, uh, I read a stat the the last the first game finished in uh, two hours and twenty something minutes. Very Greg Maddox like Carlos says it's very Jacob Degrom. Like, yeah. you know, uh, Greg yeah. Maddox, guy I followed for years. He didn't mess around. You, you throw the ball, you get the game going, good tempo. Now you have to be Greg Maddox, you know. And the guy, yeah. you, you can't pull a bonds and you can't step out too long and mess with your sleeves and all that. Yeah. And you got to get also, back in the box. Do you think it's going to um, contribute to more injuries with the pitchers? Because you got to, like you said, with the pitch uh, clock now. I mean, it could, you know, but I think guys are going to, they will adapt and overcome, you know, they'll, 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 they'll stretch out and uh, there's some, there's going to be a learning curve. I understand that, but uh, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Actually it may help some pitchers because it may keep you in rhythm. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, the batter's like, remember guys, you watch bonds over the years. He, you know, you see a guy getting a rhythm. Yeah. He's on, wait, let me, you know, let me step out of the box. Let me fix my sleeves. And I mean, uh, let me walk yeah. around, look around for a minute, and get yeah. dirt off my cleats. <laughs> hey, Jack. Okay, so you guys like baseball the way it is. You like those long four-hour-plus yeah. games. I do. I know if I go to a ball game. I'm a coffee-drinking society right here, brother. I, listen, that's what baseball has always been. I keep arguing with you about this. Listen, Jack, if you don't want to go and enjoy your day, if you don't want to go out and watch baseball, stay home. You can watch TV. You can do 100 things while the game's on. I mean, that's your choice. I don't know. I, I don't know. When I think about when I think about what this rule was, you know, was meant for, I think of no more Garcia Parra, who used to get out after every pitch and Roll. fix his – yeah, you know, and, and he does and, the bat you know, roll too, right? Yeah, well, like get, get, the, get out of here, get in the box and swing. <laughs> so, yeah, I trust me. I, I I'm actually for this. However, awesome. it's going to be it's going to be when you know it's not when it's you know two outs in the ninth and the bases loaded and somebody gets struck out. It's when it's two outs in the ninth, the bases are loaded and somebody gets walked in. Yeah, that that that's going to be the problem, because yeah, if the ball. batter does it, it's one thing. But it's when the pitcher is sitting mm-hmm. there and he doesn't realize the clock because it's a nervous moment. Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't get in the wind up in time. Hey, listen, the only thing I think, and Jim would appreciate this anyway, is having cheerleaders in baseball. Right? <laughs> oh, I mean, be awesome. I looked at you in Japan, guys. Yeah, I was just gonna say in Japan, they're up on the dugout, they're having a great time in between innings. Yeah, in between innings, they're cheerleading. Um, you know, I mean, we got mascots right now. We've got the dance. You lead the lead the Phillies, you know. Right. Lead the you know, have a whole march. I mean, I I want a band and I'm not putting on a skirt and doing pom-poms. Well, no, not that stuff. I'm just saying going crazy with the big giant thing. You got the makeup. I think it'd be fun, man. Baseball is hey, listen, I, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind being the center the center of a bunch of cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there you go, right? I mean, you've seen the security guard out there. Not messing with our phone. You've seen the security guard out there all sort of break it down, right? I mean, he's doing his thing. He's dancing. I've in the, seen many the oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it was in Tennessee, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm more security. I thought about doing it, but I can't dance like that, man. That's all you get. That's it. Yeah, they got the races around where they're trying to catch each other. You know, they're running yep. around. With the, I mean, so they're already doing it. Let's go all the way. Let's bring cheerleaders to baseball. Ah, you're uh, Mac. You accuse me of track, and you're talking right, about Jim. cheerleaders and baseball. I don't think that's so off track. I don't think I, we're talking about baseball and having fun. You're complaining there's no fun. Jack, well, have, wanna... the, the minor league games are more fun than the major right. league games. They kind of exactly. make those things fun, but the, because there's nothing at stake in the minor league games. Hardly anyone cares who wins the championship in minor league baseball. Maybe in a small town, it's a source of pride, but it doesn't go national. But for a, a, a major league franchise, it goes national. There's a tremendous sense of pride. You mean to tell me in Kansas City, people are going to wear jackets identifying themselves with the Chiefs being from Kansas City, and they go to other parts of the country it's a tremendous sense of pride, you know, in that sense. But the minor leagues, not the same. <laughs> I don't know what the heck you said there, but uh, I'll agree with I'm, it. I'm just, confused. Uh, I'm confused. Yes. I, I'll give you an example. If uh, the Eagles had won the Super Bowl and Pax went to Dallas wearing his Eagle jacket proudly, how would he? How would they take to him in Dallas? They would they care. Wouldn't really, I mean, no. I don't think they would care. No, why would they? Well, they give him respect. Every day. Huh? They give him respect. People right. wear people identify. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm sure they give me. You know, I mean, I'm sure that I would get full of respect there. Take care, Robert. Yeah, listen, Jack. Well, that's I, not I, a big deal. No, Jack. What is the problem with having cheer? I can't you see the Yankees with cheerleaders with pinstripes on them? You know, in their shorts and stuff. I mean, that'd be awesome. Oh. <laughs> But I, I, I see your point. Well, right? you're, you're, you're going to parade them around the field between innings is what you're saying. Yeah, do the chair. Do a little chair. What are they cheering? Your team's down 8 nothing, and they're going to start cheering? Well, we got to bring up. Down eight nothing. They're going to get booed. We got to no, no. We got to we got to get the fans excited and, and pump them up and stuff like that. I mean, that's what we would do. I mean, I, I think it's a great oh, you idea. Be you know the difference? I'm going to tell you something. As a longtime fan going to the games, there's a big difference in the sports you're viewing. When I go to an NFL game, I'm into the game 100%. I'm watching the game, the plays. I'm strategizing in my head. I'm at a baseball game. I'm socializing the whole time. You know, I'm, my mind isn't on strategy so, and this and that. Right. It's, so, a, it's a nice Stay out at the ballpark, a relaxing social day. But football, I don't feel the same sense of socialization. You know, you're into the game for your team to win, or, or even if it's not your team. Like I went, like recently, the uh, Dolphin Packet game. I didn't care that much who won, but I was like really into the game. But if it was a Miami you starting ball, fights. You were starting fights in the stands with ladies well, and stuff lady, like that. I know what you're talking about. Lady didn't want to let me back in my seat after I used the men's room. It was unbelievable. Oh, I can't believe that happened. Oh, you didn't know. You didn't hear the story, <laughs> Right after the second half begins, I'm on a long line at the men's room. Everyone is seated. I'm in the middle of the aisle. She doesn't want to let me get back to my seat like because I'm like disturbing her. 
And I say, like, man, what am I supposed to do? I, I, I want to watch the game. Finally, the men get up. It's like she was kind of provoking me. And I could understand if I talked back to her, what could have happened? It's a little bit of a lesson for me being an older guy, being very calm, diplomatic and all, you know? And she's looking to pick a fight with me. I mean, unbelievable. Jack, you just, you have that effect on people. I mean, I mean, you know, I can see. You look, you're like an intimidator. You talked about the jet thing when you went there. Well, let me put it this way. No, As I passed her, she finally got up because all the men around her got up in a respectful way. As I passed her, I had kind of my hand out in a fist just in case she was going to try to push me, you know, knock me over. Oh, Jack. She didn't know my hand was out ready to strike. I was looking at what she was going to do that moment, and then I got through. As he was walking by, knocking the drink out of her hands, I I know. I would have wound up in the precinct having to explain and the whole bit, and but, you know, they would have had enough witnesses around to see what was going on, though. As he's walking by, he's, like, yelling at her face. He's like, next time, get up and make me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, I didn't know you were like that. No, 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 I was diplomatic. And then when I passed, I said, I'm sorry for inconveniencing you. Yeah, you know, you try to shame someone once in a while, and I said it in a nice tone. Hopefully, she leaves the game and thinks about it. Why was I acting that way? You know, you never know. Sometimes people do have a conscience, sometimes, and if she feels bad about it. You know, that's good. Then she maybe won't do anything like that. You know, that. Uh, Jack, there's a video um, about that incident. It's on TikTok. And she gave yeah. me the finger when you walked by. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, Jack puts I his golden I was a Dolphin fan, you know. Uh, and People don't realize Jack is wiry, but Jack, you know, he's former Golden Glover. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Listen, you know what I could have told him? You know, like being a Packer fan, huh? I could have said to her, she wasn't reflective of Packer fans, by the way. They're great fans. Uh, I could have said Aaron Rodgers is Says playing us next year. I could have said that. That would have been a dig. Can you imagine? Right. right. I mean, Jim, you never, I don't think you heard the story about him in the elevator, too, there, that he was actually. Oh, was no. The, he was in oh, the no, you didn't hear these stories. Place. I'm in Connecticut. Met Mohegan's son. I have on my jet jacket during the football season years ago. And this guy is starting in with me, a few of his friends, the Jets suck, the Jets this, the Jets that. So I don't know why. I took a step forward to him. And I said, who are you a fan of? And the guy was like shook up because I walked to him and he started getting really nervous. And his friends, you know, kind of froze. And then the elevator opens up, they get out. They walk a little away from me, and then they start shouting the lobby. The Jets suck. The Jets suck. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, Jack, they're not wrong. Uh, I'm thinking to myself the way the year was going. Wow, Jack. I didn't know that side of you. Yeah? No, I didn't do anything. Hey, listen. It's, uh, okay, being stuck on the elevator, now that's bad. That's bad with these guys. And they see, you know, your jacket on, whatever. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. You got a violent personality, I'm seeing now. Yeah, no, it's survival for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Listen, I wouldn't want to get caught. I wouldn't want to get caught on one of Pax's Eagle buses 
if the Jets are playing the Eagles. So if I'm a Giant fan, can you imagine a Giant fan? I have on a Giant jacket, and I'm on Pax's Eagle bus when they've had a little too much, a couple of the guys to drink. Can you imagine that, having to, you know, deal with that particular situation? I'm not well, that's, doing that's all common sense. You wouldn't want to. Well, I, look, Jim, yeah. I don't think anything would happen. I think the Eagle fans are, you know, passionate, but they're good people. I'd wear my Giants jacket on there. I wouldn't be scared of that. I'd be with Pags. Nobody's going to bother me, right? Right, Pags? Exactly. <laughs> Michael, Michael Strahan was saying some stuff about Eagle fans, I, you know, and he was, Strahan was going off from when he played. Well, since we're telling stories, I got a story for you. Um, it was my birthday. It was December, it was December 10th is my birthday. And I went up to this pizza place here in, in Connecticut. And it's the Steelers fan club is there. And, you know, the Steelers fans are, you know, they, they can get pretty rowdy. So I go up there and I got my giant jacket on. I know I'm going to the to the Steelers fan club. And the Giants are playing the Steelers. And Cordell Stewart is the quarterback. So I'm sitting at the bar. And, I, you know, I don't want to get in a fight or anything. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really saying too much as the Giants are, are beating the Steelers. And I turn to the fan there and I say, you know, you know that Cordell Stewart, I think was a was a bad pickup for your guys. And he looks at me, and I say, you know, the, yeah, the Giants have a pretty good team. I said, they're, you know, they're, they're, maybe they're a little lucky. As I'm, I'm kind of laughing. Well, eventually he gets up and he leaves, and he goes in the back, and I can hear him, you know, with his other friends there and everything. But nothing happened. So you know, I mean, hey, listen, listen, you're a fan of your team. You're, you you have a good time, and even when you're in uh, in bad territory. Nobody really bothers me. So, anyway, enough with the stories. We're gonna do um, we're gonna do our quick promo break here. We'll be back on the other side. Uh, you guys stick with us. You get to see some of the great shows that we have on our network. We'll be right back um, after these messages. He was a giant, and he was a cowboy. Now these two former rivals have joined forces to bring you the most insightful, perceptive, and controversial sports talk podcast in America. Former Dallas Cowboys defensive end Jim Jeffcoat locks horns with former New York Giants wide receiver Byron Williams. And now, here's Byron Williams and Jim Jeffcoat. It just might be the greatest sports franchise in the history of sports. A place where legends are made and there's always something to talk about. Get ready to immerse yourself in pinstripes. Start spreading the news, hosted by Paul Semendinger and E.J. Fagan. A couple of doctors with a prescription for Yankee fever. And now, here's Dr. Paul Semendinger and Dr. E.J. Fagan. Get ready to start spreading the news. Right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. Oh, Brooklyn. Hey, isn't he? One more, guys. No, maybe not. How are we doing back <clears throat> this week in sports? 
with Mac, Jack, and Jim. At least we have Jack's chair. Well, Jack uh, is getting in a fight right now. Somebody. <laughs> he better not pick on Audrey. Audrey will lay him out. His wife will lay him out. So, so folks, we were just talking a little bit about, um, you know, our this the NFL news I want to get to with Pags. We haven't talked to him about it yet. Bobby Wagner, um, Pags, kind of linebacker any team would want. Would the Eagles be interested in getting Bobby Wagner? No. Okay. Yeah, well, they uh yeah. they don't like they don't like to get uh linebackers uh anywhere near the age of 30 and he's way over. Okay. All Mac, right. remember I have my Derek Carr question there for you. Yes, yes, yes. You ready to play the Derek Carr quest quiz uh pack okay. with us? Pags, sure. let me explain. Both Jim and Mac are so high on Derek Carr coming to the Jets. They feel he's oh, he's their franchise quarterback. I'm not high on Derek Carr at all, even though I realize he could lead them to one ten and he could lead them to a playoff berth next year. Ten and seven, they lose in the first round, and then they slide backwards. I don't want that. I don't want a band-aid on the franchise. These guys are happy with a band-aid. So I'm gonna go over every starting quarterback for every team in the NFL. And the question's simple. Who would you rather have quarterback in your team? You know, Derek Carr or this guy? Make believe it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, best two out of three decide amongst you three guys. Okay, who would you rather have, uh, Josh Allen or Derek Carr? Josh Allen. Derek Carr. <laughs> Come on, you, you got to be serious. This is official vote. Yes. Uh, Josh, Josh Allen, of course. Okay. Uh, Tua Tagliavola or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Okay. I don't agree, but I don't got to vote on well, he doesn't, he doesn't get. Well, Jack, let me give you a reason. He doesn't get hurt like to a uh, right, uh, that's the reason. He was taking judo to try to stay healthy, yeah. right? I understand the injury concerns, yeah. Okay, Zach Wilson or Derek Carr? Oh, easy, Derek, Carr. yeah, Derek Carr, right? Derek Carr, yeah, I agree. Mac Jones or Derek Carr, Derek Carr, same, Derek Carr, not going okay. so well, dude. Patrick Mahomes or Derek Carr. Oh, That's Derek. easy, yeah. I mean, but I got Derek Carr. Let's go for Derek. Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. That's a tough one. Derek Carr. I, mean, I, I think maybe Derek Carr. Serious packs. No, Come I'm on. going with Justin Herbert. I, I, Max, I, you I might go with Derek Carr well, just because he's got more experience than Herbert right now. That's all. Okay. If he didn't, have Mac is serious. That packs you break the tie and be serious here. I, I mean, I think that you're asking ridiculous questions, actually. So, uh, yeah, okay, uh, Justin Herbert, but Mac is serious. Well, because, Derek Carr because with Justin Herbert, well, Mac just is because, not joking. Well, just because Derek Carr uh, did play Kansas City and, and and played very well against the Chiefs two times, and he has more experience. That's all. I'm, I'm talking Jim into it right now. Okay, yeah. but, but no, Pax, I'm still going with Justin Herbert, but but yeah. Pags, who do you take, Justin Herbert and Derek Carr? Um, I mean, I guess, I mean, age being whatever, and, you know, I'd probably take Herbert, but. Okay, so you're I, taking Herbert? 
I don't think yeah. it's even close, guys. I think it's nowhere close. But okay, Russell Wilson or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Hmm. So I feel I wouldn't even have taken Russell Wilson when they took him. Jim Mack. On body of work, I'd have to go with Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, with his time with Seattle. Well, we're not talking about career achievements, guys. We're talking about right now to quarterback your team. Well, I believe that Mac would pick Russell Wilson because he believes he's a Hall of Famer. The fact he that is. he's if the fact that he's been five years in the league too long is, is irrelevant. Well, I still think he's a Hall of Famer. The Mac's going yeah. with Wilson, Jim. Who are you going with? Derek Hart. I'm going with Russell Wilson. There you go. Okay, I would actually go with Derek Carr on that one, believe it or not. That's in a reversal, but you guys voted. Jared Stidham or Derek Carr? That's easy. Derek Carr. (laughs) Yeah, but let me tell you something. That's the quarterback for the uh, Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Uh, They got rid of Derek Carr and replaced him with Jared Stidham. But I I understand, yeah, that vote there. Deshaun Watson or Derek Carr? Well, Deshaun Watson's got to play a couple of years first. Who would you want to over Carr? No, I, I make I believe, still... make believe, Jim. You're a player. You're back in the day with the Cowboys. Troy Aikman can't quarterback your team. Jerry Jones calls into the office. Who do you want, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson, to quarterback? Deshaun Watson, right? Yeah. Who do you take, Mac? Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Okay, Deshaun Watson there. That's two out Joe Burrow and Derek Carr. Uh, that's, that's easy. Not Joe, that hard. Yeah, not that. Joe no. Burrow. Okay. Lamar Jackson and Derek Carr. I'm going Derek Carr. Derek Carr because of the injuries again. There, you do have a point there. You both of them. Yeah, that's a tough one. But I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson. Hags, you break the tie. Depends on the contract. Forget the contract. That's not an issue. Who's better quarterback? Who's better? Uh, Lamar Jackson. But, yeah, I mean, how is it that we're going to choose just on the person alone, not with the money, not with whatever, not no history. We're just going to go right on the moment in time, which quarterback we want. I mean, there's there's a lot more that's involved than what it is. I would agree. Yeah, you, I mean, you'd have to talk about the team too. You're right? coaching the you're coaching the Jets. Okay, let's make believe. But you're in charge, and you're told we could get either guy. Don't worry about contracts. Don't worry about this. We can get either guy. Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson. Who's a better quarterback uh, for this? Derek team? Carr is a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Right? Yeah, but Lamar Jackson gives you different dimensions. True. We're running who would you? Who would you? For the Eagles, if Jalen Hurts couldn't quarterback your team anymore, you have a choice next year: Lamar Jackson and Derek Carr to replace Jalen Hurts. One of them has to replace Jalen Hurts. Who do you take? Let me simplify that. Uh, I'd probably take Lamar Jackson. Okay, so Lamar Jackson gets that vote on that. Okay. Are the Texans, they're going to get either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Derek Carr, one of the two elite college quarterbacks? You have your choice. You take one of those two elite college quarterbacks or do you take uh, Derek Carr if you're the Texans? 
because you know Davis Mills is not going to be their QB next year. It's going to be who they draft. I'll go with Derek Carr again. Over the elite quarterback? Well, I mean, we don't, we don't know he's elite yet, Jimmy. He hasn't played in the NFL yet. Let's see what happens. He said he college quarterback. He didn't say. NFL. Right, but he's going to be. He's, he's, he's but they're going to be. Right. Bryce Young. Be. You love Jackson. Bryce Young, Jim. You have a choice I, next year. I don't love the, Bryce Young. <laughs> you're the, who would you rather quarterback your team? A, a CJ Stroud or whatever. Would you prefer Derek Carr? No, I prefer one of the young quarterbacks. I go with Derek Carr. What about you? Uh, if the Eagles, if they had a choice. Well, now for one year, Derek Carr could be better. But right. I mean, you're both. asking me now, that, now pick between two guys I've never seen play a game before and a guy who is over in, you know, Years. Las Vegas who just got cut. So, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't feel that I'm even equipped to answer this question. The next few years, I mean, you have any – what would you rather have? Let me put it another way. If they give you a choice, for the next few years, the Eagle quarterback has to be either Derek Carr or any college quarterback you can draft this year. I'm probably out. going with the any college quarterback because I don't I don't care about Derek Carr as much as you're making me answer these questions. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> You weren't even supposed to be part of this pack. We're supposed to be bringing it back. You're including you, and you're giving me a hot Oh, man. Hey, Pax, you got to be careful. You don't know Jack's history. Pax is like a house guest. We weren't even intending to invite him to the party, but we bumped into him, and now he's complaining about the food at the party. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, listen, I don't, you know, Sometimes, sometimes you got to change the party atmosphere, and this party, this party is moving a little slow. And you know, I'm, I'm so, kind of like Derek Carr. That, I'm surprised at you, Jim. I really am because you're, you're you're saying you would take a quarterback who has been somewhat successful in the league over a, a rookie quarterback coming in that you. I don't didn't know. say that. Okay, what did you I say? I take those quarterbacks. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, but yet, but yet they haven't played yet. You don't even know if they can make it in the NFL. I mean, you, you're 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 taking a a commodity over. Uh, you can't play with scared money. You gonna have yeah. to take defensive Jim. He knows what the NFL quarterbacks can do. For example, he wouldn't even consider, you know, taking one of the college guys over Josh Allen. He wouldn't even consider you know, that. You know, hold on. Hey, you know what? I, I, who would you rather have? Who would you rather have on your team? Kevin Durant or David Carr? You know, how about, how about uh, the Judge? Judge or Carr? You know what I mean? Let's let's let's. Okay, let's move on. I want to get the total. I'm trying to get to point to show Kenny. Okay, Kenny Pickett or Derek Carr? That's the easy one, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Okay. You're judging potential too with Kenny Pickett, but I could understand that as potential as question. Uh, the Colts, they're going to get the other quarterback out oh, of no. college, either Sprout or Bryce Young. We're assuming that. They're going very high in the draft that that's going to happen. So if you're the Colts, same prince, does the same principle apply, I assume, Sprout or Bryce Young? 
or Derek maybe, Carr. Maybe the better question that, that gets to your point is where does Carr rank in the 32 quarterbacks? What number is them. he at? We're we're getting that, but we're done with all the teams, the numbers yeah. tags. We're but yeah, but you're get, you're getting you you're taking the very very long way around, and I'm tired of talking about David Carr right. already. <laughs> just because you are just because he's going to be on the Jets, you're trying to justify why he shouldn't be on the Jets. Pags, pags, up your pags. Answer the questions. You yes. would have been done by now. Well, well you got to answer. Oh man, oh man. If I was a Coach and you guys were players there. That would be frustrating. If I was a coordinator, I go to the head coach and I want you guys cut or something. Jack, I don't know. If I was somebody watching this show, I'd be like, "Why are they talking about David Carr so much?" I mean, it's only yeah, he's probably number twelve, but thirteen out of the out of the thirty-two quarterbacks. Would you take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud at Derek Carr? Based yes, on the I would. Uh, yes, I would. You take the college quarterbacks because that's how you Correct. answer before. Ryan Tannehill. But if I was the Jets, if I was the Jets, I would probably take David, David Carr because, you know, at least you know what you're getting. And since the Jets kill quarterbacks anyways, he's just another quarterback that would go there to die. Okay. Ryan, I agree, actually. Ryan Tannenhill or Derek Carr, who's better? Derek Carr. I'm going to go with Tannehill. All right. Hacks? I don't know. Um, no, Derek actually, out, out of the two of them, I think Tannehill's worse on the list. You, you, you like Carr better? Yeah. Okay. Trevor Lawrence or Derek Carr? Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go okay. I agree with that. Trevor Lawrence. The two of them go Trevor. Jalen Hurts to Trevor, uh, uh, Derek Hodge. That's, that's easy. 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 That's easy. Yeah. Dak Prescott a Derek Carr. That's close. Dak? Mm, Dak's won 12 games in two years. Yeah, well. Well, he got hurt. Well, he got what? Yeah. One playoff win? Uh, two. Derek two Carr. Playoffs. All right. I think Derek Carr's got one playoff win. I don't so, think he has uh, any. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think he has one. I'd have to look it up. But I, so I would. I, don't think so. I would. I would take Derek Carr over Dak uh, Prescott. Okay. What about you, Pags? Deciding vote: Dak Prescott. Ben DiNucci. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I said I, I have Dallas uh, continually stink. It doesn't matter which quarterback. So I, I'm oh, you want me to break? I'm gonna have to break the tie if you don't vote. But who are you picking? Uh, I would stay with Dak. Dak Prescott, okay. Sam Howell on the commanders of Derek Carr. Well, that's not even a question. Derek Derek Carr. Carr. Yeah, I'll agree. Derek Carr. Okay. Daniel Jones at Derek Carr. Everybody looking at me. I I guess I'd go with uh I don't know. I don't know how I'd go with there. I think Derek Carr's got more experience, so I'd probably go with Derek Carr. I think nice. Derek Carr. There you go. Wow. Okay, Derek Carr is right, Matthew Stafford at Derek Carr. That's easy. Derek Carr. Yes, Derek, Derek Carr. Derek, after Matthew Stafford, what he did leading the Rams to a Super Bowl. You go with Derek Carr. 
Yeah, he, he's hurt. He was injured last year. Yeah, he, he, who knows if he retires or not? I don't know. Okay, Geno Smith or Derek Carr? I guess I'd go with Geno Smith. I'm going to go with uh, Geno Smith, too. Okay, Geno got two votes. Brock Purdy or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. I'm going to go with Derek Carr. Okay, Derek Carr got the vote. Desmond Ritter and the Falcons of Derek Carr. Oh, come on, Jack, you know. Derek Carr. Okay. Derek Carr. Saints. Uh, it's hard to tell who's going to start for them now. Let's say it's Jameis Winston. He has one year left on this deal. Jameis Winston and Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Okay. Buccaneers, Kyle Trask. As Derek of now, I'm going to try to Derek Carr. I assume it's Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. Yeah. Panther, Sam Donald, and Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. The Bears, Justin Fields and Derek Carr. Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. Justin Fields, okay. Lions, Jared Joff, Derek Carr. Golf. I guess I go with golf. Uh, yeah, okay. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. That's not even a. That's not a yeah. question. Aaron Rodgers, definitely. Yes. Yeah, you're Rodgers, right? I'm not. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the next two, I, I love. I'm gonna love Jim's answers for these. Bye, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. Cousins, I would go with Cousins still. Yeah, Cousins still. And the last one, this one's tricky actually. Kyla Murray and Derek Carr. Derek Carr. You think about you have to think of upside as well in a little bit. Potential. You just said you can't, but I would go with Kyla Murray. Yeah, but Jim, how about his attitude, injury yeah, prone? I know, I know, but he is. Uh, when he is healthy, he is dynamic. Uh, Pags, wake up. Kyler Murray and Derek Carr, and then we're done. Uh, <laughs> Derek Carr. You picked yeah. Derek Carr. Okay, so Derek Carr. Got yeah, I'm not a Kyler Murray fan. How many guys did we pick? I'm not. Okay, yeah. Josh Allen, Patrick. Wait, wait, one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There you go. The official count, guys, is coming up. So all you that are watching, I know you're with bated breath. Yeah. See. I know you can't two, wait. Three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight, nine. I, I, I can't wait for this segment to be done. <laughs> oh, well. Let me count again. Come on, just one, two. All right. While Jack's counting, let's get to some NBA. Uh, 17. So it's about what I thought. So you guys have Derek Carr as the 18th best starting quarterback. That's back. what Pack said. He's probably in that. Yeah, one. I mean. Wow. And I didn't even need to go ask that question for each one. Yeah. So, are, Jack, so are you I said, which makes him perfect for the Jets. Are you happy with the results, Jack? I, you know, I would have thought he would be rated around number 20 going in, that he was better than about 35% maybe of the starting quarterbacks. But he's not the type of guy who is going to be a difference maker. If you put all the pieces around him, yeah, he could be a game manager there. But it's 
And he'll, the Jets will be good next year with them. They'll go 10 and 7, like I said, get into the playoffs. People are going to talk about how he stabilized the quarterback position. But going forward, he's not taking us to Super Bowl. We're not making a serious Super Bowl run. Who is going to take you to a Super Bowl, Jack? Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you get Lamar Jackson, he is dynamic. And Lamar Jackson is an underrated pocket passer. I don't like to get into this aspect of it, you know, the racial aspect of it, but black quarterbacks are given an image who can run around as not being as good in the pocket as they might be. Take Josh Allen. Josh Allen runs around just about as much as any quarterback, but no one criticizes his efficiency in the pocket. Is he a little better than Lamar Jackson in the pocket? Probably a little bit better, but you got him Stefan Diggs. You got him an elite receiver. John Elway used to run around a lot, use his legs. You know, it, it's kind of Lamar Jackson's been stereotyped to a degree, but Lamar Jackson can is such a great runner. Some of these quarterbacks are so competitive, they want to do things by force. Mm -hmm. So Lamar Jackson knows he can just take off and make things happen. And it's in your natural instinct. Do it yourself. I'm not relying on anyone else. I'm not going to be patient if I can just do it on my own. And Lamont Jackson's done, and his injuries aren't a result of getting hit. They're more a result running and cutting. So that's a little less alarming to me. You make a good argument, though. I like your argument, but um, ooh, that's tough. How are you going to get Lamar Jackson? You're going to have to you're not going to get him next year, unfortunately. It's going to get – you're going to have to give away a lot of draft capital. The Ravens can't keep And Sauce Gardner. And he wants he – wants, and you're going to have to guarantee him a contract too, Jack. Yeah, yeah. That makes me wince because the Ravens might say to the Jets, you give us Sauce Gardner and your first pick number 13 and we're going to give you Lamar Jackson. I can't – I can't – make that deal for Sauce Gardner. That's just me. I think he's going to be such a great player of the years to come. You know, I just can't quite do it. Unless the Jets could draft a corner at number 13 and don't have to give up that pick. Maybe the Ravens will take a second round and a third round, uh, you know, uh, on top of a Sauce Gardner. Or maybe, or maybe they could deal Garrett Wilson, who's a dynamic receiver who I hate giving up. Well, but the, the Ravens biggest... can't keep Sauce. They can't keep Lamar Jackson because if they franchise him, he's going to have an attitude. He's not going to be on the field that much. It's going to be a problem. But if the Jets give him his money, Lamar Jackson, anyone gives him his money, I believe he's going to be all in. The he's going to be all actually. Actually, I think. Yeah, I'll be honest. If they franchise him, that means there's an automatic what you give up for him. Yes. And I think that somebody would get him. Unless it was You're exclusive. only giving up two number ones. If it's exclusive. If they were to franchise him. If they're exclusive, then nobody else can negotiate with him. Right. Right. But mm -hmm. that it costs them then it costs them a lot more money. Yes. Yeah. I'll the give biggest... up two number ones right now. I'll give up my number one next year, my number one next year, <laughs> and something on top of that. And the I would think that some teams other than the Jets, would give up two number ones. Atlanta would give up two number ones tomorrow to get right. Lamar Jackson. 
The biggest but, problem with Lamar, listen, the biggest problem with Lamar right now is he wants a guaranteed multi-million dollar contract, and I don't think anybody's going to give him that. I think they'd be foolish to. But did you hear his um, – the people that are close to him went to ESPN and said that's not true. He did not want what uh, Deshaun Watson went. They said he didn't want a totally guaranteed contract. Yeah. And he uh, said that – like they said that he was in the um, negotiations – with Todd Monken, who's the new offensive coordinator, he's telling them, no, they never even talked to me about it. Wow, wow. There's a lot of things coming out from his side that he's saying they're, they're saying things that are not true. They didn't offer him that kind of contract. They didn't offer him any. Uh, they offered him a, a small guarantee, but it wasn't. They're like everybody else. They're afraid of help. Yeah. He's, the last two years, he's been injured quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Jalen Hurts is going to be getting his contract coming up too. I mean, he's going to get a a good sized contract, I would imagine, with the Eagles. Um, I don't know if that's going to hurt or help him as far as you know, paying other players. But that's the way the NFL is going right now. So. I love Jalen Hurts, but Lamar Jackson, when healthy, is better than Jalen Hurts. And no disrespect to Jalen Hurts, who's let's say he's a top ten quarterback in the league. You know now. And maybe you can make an argument Jalen Hurts is a top six or seven, perhaps. But uh, Lamar Jackson's injuries, again, are in a result of contact, okay? It's a result of him cutting. And, I don't believe know. that, Jack. He takes on he takes on players. I mean, he, he tries to run people over. I think that's why he but gets most of it. Go ahead. The, the same fears that you have with Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Yeah, oh, definitely. I agree. He's one I, hit away from getting hurt. It happened to Daniel Jones. Any quarterback that has any kind of that kind of mobility and getting hit has got a chance. Jalen Hurts. And I love, you know how I feel about Jalen Hurts. But running the ball as a quarterback is dangerous. And I you can't help it these days. But there are opportunities to get injured. But you can get injured staying in the pocket. Exactly. Exactly. But we're talking about long haul. The worst quarterback injury, I think, of modern times is, let's say, with Teddy Bridgewater and the Vikings. But Teddy Bridgewater is bounced back from the injury. It's just not that good. That's why, you know. It wasn't the worst injury. Smith was the worst injury. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he even wound up playing again. Yeah, but he wasn't that Well, he was an older player. He was probably be fading anyway, but you you got to take a chance to be great. Your old coach, Jimmy Johnson. That, I agree with you to the point, it. Jack, but it seems like certain things happen over a period of years, and you see some things. Lamar Jackson hasn't played a full schedule the last two years. If you guys have a chance, watch a clip on YouTube. It's only about six minutes. The AFC championship game, 1968 with Joe Namath jets against the Raiders. Joe Namath might not have even been drafted in the first round in this day and age with his knee problems. He wouldn't have gotten much of a contract. The Raiders are pounding him all over the place. Cause as Jim could tell you, there were no rules to protect the quarterback. Joe Namath is running out of bounds. He's clearly out of bounds and he gets pushed and gets, knocked into the bench they're jumping on his knee extra hits mm. and he survived but could you imagine the jets in this day and age they never would have taken on joe name if they would have been too scared of the injury factor 
Joe Burrows took a pretty good beating. Is what is really from Joe Burrow when you think of it. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones took quite a beating last year too, and still played. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying Lamar. He is dynamic, and any team would be happy to have him. But if you're going to pay a guy that quarterback salary, you got to look at this. Is he going to be worth it? Because you see it now. What's his shelf life? How many years is he going to play? That's mm-hmm. what you got to ask yourself. How much dead money are you going to have when he can't play anymore? You're making a commitment for the next few years. No ifs or buts about it. But you know Lamar Jackson, if he's on the field, he's going to perform. You're not going to have a Zach Wilson situation. You know he's going to perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how much is he going to be on the field? And that's the same thing you can ask about Josh Allen. You can ask about a lot of quarterbacks. How long are they going to be on the field? Because you're but, paying I mean, this guy probably fifty million dollars. Is he as risky, Lamar Jackson, as the Arizona signing Kyler Murray? I don't yes, think it. I, I think would agree. Kyler Murray's a bigger risk. Yeah, I wouldn't shoot. I wouldn't give Kyler Murray the contract they gave him. But what choice did they have? Let me ask you guys about uh, what you think about Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a, a tremendous quarterback going forward. Um, what do you think about them trading uh, him to get draft picks? To get Derek Carr. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's still in, he's zoned out. I mean, what do you think about Justin Fields? I mean, he's got a big arm, one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. I mean, uh, do you see him stay with the Bears or going somewhere else? He's going to have to change his game some. Because he's not going to have to immediately take off. He's going to have to utilize him and get more people in the passing game because that will extend his career. We know he can run, and he they don't account for him, but he's taken some poundings already. Yeah. And you worry about those guys. You know, Joe um, Patrick Mahomes changed his game. Right. He changed his game because you remember – he had that mobility, but as the as he got older, he got smarter. He's not t- he runs some, obviously, but he picks and chooses his uh, places where he runs at. And quarterbacks, as they mature, need to do that. Keep in mind the bad GM and coach. They they're not the ones that drafted Justin Fields, and it's human nature. Especially in the NFL, you have a GM and a coach. They take great pride in drafting their own guy and building him up and looking good rather than adopting someone else's, you know, player. Unless that player is like, you know, a Pro Bowl type caliber player, then it's okay. So they haven't they have a choice. They could they could get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud instead of Justin Fields. If they what could they get more back for? Trading that number one pick or trading Justin Fields? What would be a greater value to other teams with what they're going to give? That's an interesting question. Because if I'm the Jets, I don't think they have to draft capital. I would love Justin Fields, you know, to be my Excuse me. You just said they don't have the draft capital for Justin Fields, but they have the draft capital. No, they don't. No, no, no. Who would be the best quarterback for the Jets who might be available? If you could put a package together, do something. And that would be Lamar Jackson. You know, he's established. He's the best when available. But Justin Fields is going to be a good quality, you know, quarterback. Uh, 
But the point is the GM and coach, they they didn't draft them. They can make a major statement by taking a Bryce Young. And if Bryce Young turns out to be a better quarterback than Justin Fields going forward, you know, they're going to regret it. And this, you know, Justin Fields is kind of, in a way, he's going to be on probation next year. Because if he doesn't perform, the Bears aren't going to have this opportunity again next year. In all likelihood, they won't. I mean, how often do you get to go number one in the draft? Get whoever the heck you want. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem with with um, with Bryce Young, I think I think that's what I'm, we're talking about, the, the little quarterback. Alabama, yeah. In Chicago is the weather. I mean, he doesn't have a strong enough arm, I don't think. To throw the ball through those winds that uh, you know that a Justin Fields or 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 you know or you know Josh or Derek Carr or a Derek Carr does so I mean if you think about it I mean I think they would be foolish to get rid of Justin Fields because he's built for the cold he's built for the wind I I I I have to think about this if he's in a situation where he's got to play in Chicago he's going to go against the wind it's not going to be on a consistent basis. But he's still gonna have to play there, and you got all these situations. If he goes to the NFC, uh, AFC East, he's got to play in places like Buffalo. Regardless right. of where he's at, he's gonna play <laughs> the climate weather. I'm, I just think the problem, and I like Bryce Young as a player, but he's not very big, and can he sustain? I mean, getting hit, he's getting hit by men. Bryce Young, Bryce Young was from Ohio State, right? No, he's from Alabama. He's only like wow. what? He's undersized. He's what? Six foot, 194 pounds, they said. They said he's trying to get up to 204, 210. And that's, that's, but he does have a beautiful, I mean, his passes are on, I mean, he is a great passer. And then there are Flutie. Doug Flutie was a great player in the NFL. You so know, you, you know, you know Jim, I expect, I expect the Colts got a high pick. I think they're going to take Harper. Uh, and they're indoors, and that would be a perfect spot for Bryce Harper, right? Bryce Young, Bryce I mean, Harper, Bryce, yeah, yeah, Bryce Harper. <laughs> I, 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 we'll talk about Bryce Harper soon, I think. Well, uh, Colts have to, uh, Colts absolutely have to draft a quarterback. I mean, Houston goes number two; they absolutely have to draft a quarterback. The Bears have a novelty; they, they don't. They could come on in uh, two weeks, right? Combines in two weeks, so we'll oh, see. That's combine. Yeah, March 1st, actually, I thought. I just got – I, just I got thought it was support. March 1st to the 6th, I thought. Oh, it's 1st to the 6th, I might, yeah. Jackson didn't pick Aiden Hutchinson based on the combines. They saw someone they liked more. The Jets picked Zach Wilson based on the combines. They don't – these combines are disaster. Jim, I got some clarification. You were, were you at the combines when you got drafted? Yes, we had uh, three of them. You see, Jim, you could have been, you know, you would have been a top, you would have gone about 10 spots earlier, but you probably struggled at the combines. <laughs> it was that 6 yeah. six forty time. Yeah, it was slow. <laughs> On the 40, they said, oh, I thought Jeff Coat was a little quicker. So he dropped a few slots. Yeah, it worked yeah out. back then, yeah. um, four sevens wasn't very good, Jack. Yeah. Very good. And jumping out of the gym wasn't very good. So. Yes. Yeah. 
Jim, did you do that table test where you jumped up on the table? No, I didn't do no well, don't. Pax made the great point. I think Pax mentioned this last <clears> time. <throat> what happens if a player refuses to take part in the combines and refuses to be interviewed? Let's say it's a CJ Stroud. He says, look, you have game film of me. I got a great attitude. You can speak to my coaches. I'm a good person. I'm coachable. I'll listen to guys, but I'm not going on any interviews. I'm not going to combines. I'm going to classes. I'm a student. And that's it. Case closed. Does he get drafted highly still? A guy of his great ability. I think they still draft him very highly in the same spot. Well, most of the guys now at certain um, positions, they don't do all the drills. They wait till they get on campus and do the drills. That's happening. And the interviews, they've been trained to do interviews. They're uh, whoever's representing them helps them with the interviews. So that's you really can't get a true measure of the player through interviews anymore. A lot of people don't like to do interviews at the combines because they know they've been prepped for it. Jim, don't they? Don't well, they but that's the- but that's what makes Nick Sirianni, uh, you know, a little bit uh, laughed at, but also very unique. Hey, we're going to play. We're going to shoot the basketball in a, a, like a garbage pail basketball, and then we're going to play uh, scissors paper rock. You know what I mean? Just to change it up. Let's see what you got. Let's. You know, I I like the fact that he goes up against the grain, because it's like, all right, well, you know, it's it's it gets you out of your comfort zone of the interview. Because yes, I agree that uh, these guys these guys are somewhat scripted. They do know, like when the questions asked, you want uh, you have answered it a hundred times, so you already have what you're saying. Uh, so that's that's where you, you it changes up when you oh now you got to play scissors paper rock against me. Now you're going to you have to shoot this basketball ten times into the trash can. You know what I mean? It's like that's. It's interesting. It's just it's it's interesting way of looking at it and getting them away from the norm. I, I mean, I guess I guess you'd want the best paper rock scissors player on the field. I guess I'm not. I'm not. Uh, sure. he's, doing, he's seeing how they compete. And yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. Unique situation. I, understand. I can understand that. How enough and try to win. What what's that, Jack? These psychological games. I mean, they're so dumb. Like like you just said, what Nick Sirianni does, uh, he wants to see whether the guy's competitive in that silly game. No, I don't think it's a matter. I don't think it's showing the competitiveness. I think it's showing how he deals with adversity when it comes to getting out of your comfort zone. You've been on these interviews a hundred times. You've been asked the same questions over and over and over again. Now he's saying, all right, uh, you know, we're going to play rock, paper, scissors. But he's asking questions during that time. It's not just, hey, we're playing rock, paper, scissors. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, you beat me. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's you know, you're, you're playing rock, paper, scissors. And you're saying, you know, like you're asking a football question. So now you're doing two things at once and how is that person going to react is he is he going to get frustrated because he's like oh you know like or is it you know like it's it's it there's a number of different factors with what it is that he's doing it's keeping it away from just the 
So, how do you think? Do you game film. Just study the darn game film, and you're gonna know where to draft them. You don't have to play these games that like rock scissors. <laughs> this nonsense. You got game film. <laughs> that's what that's why. Have. That's why the Jets are are where they are, and the Eagles are. You know. You know the NFC champions. Could I tell you something? If the They're Eagles maybe. Studied a little more game film for the lead up in the Super Bowl, but they're probably playing these psychological head games. <laughs> <laughs> they should have been studying the film, you know. Yeah, be doing a little more. Gannon yeah, was on his way out to Arizona. Stickin was on his way to the Colts. The coordinators had one foot out the door. They didn't give it. And dog. Derek Carr is on his way to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And, and Pags, you know, I, I'm glad they're shooting. How how many you got to get in a row for that? You know, the paper into the wastebasket if, if if to to win that game. I don't know what the, what he's going to do this year. Okay, that was last year. Right. You know, and I think we had a pretty good draft last year. Yeah, yeah, you guys did very well. As a matter of fact, so, so it's working. Whatever, however he's doing, whatever he's doing there seems to be working. So I keep doing it. Exactly. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah. I'm sorry. Until until we uh until you we come down off the mountain because like I said, he's just elevated. He's gone from yeah. hey, we made it to the playoffs when nobody thought we would do anything. Uh, and then right. now I told you, you know, now we've made it to the Super Bowl when nobody thought that we would be anything. So yeah, yeah. Hey, it's working. No, Brady, listen, some players are gonna be on probation. One of the biggest stories in the NFL next year is going to be Dak Prescott, how he performs. I really think he's under the microscope next year. He is. Year. I would agree. I don't have a hey, but that's a part of playing pro football. You're always so, under the microscope. So is McCarthy. McCarthy's a little yeah. Oh, shoot. If he doesn't do something next year, he's gone. Don't. Yeah, there's no doubt. I don't yeah, know. I go to Mike McCarthy. That's a really big microscope. I, I heard he might be getting an offensive coordinator job with the Eagles if he if he gets. What's this league coming to McCarthy? I'm not a fan, but he's had two 12 and five seasons in a row. Yeah. I mean, how much better are the Cowboys supposed to he's be? He's got to win some playoffs. They did. They did win a playoff game last year. He's got to win more than one. Yeah. yeah. And now he maybe got he would if he had Derek Carr. And he doesn't. <laughs> If Tony Pollard leaves, he doesn't have an, an elite running back. You know and what? Pollard, even if he comes back, he's coming off the leg injury. You know what I think is you can get away with if you have more than one running back. Sure. You can yeah. survive. Ezekiel Elliott is washed up. Yes, you got to find another running back. I really believe that. And there's plenty, of, there's plenty. There's plenty. I yeah. I could see I could see the guy from the Texas Longhorns. Wouldn't that be a great pickup? Play yeah, stage John Robinson. I don't think he'll be there, but he would. Be yeah, a good that would be a heck of a heck of yeah. A but story. there's other running backs that we look at your yeah. guy, Brees Hall. Yeah. yeah, when he got injured, that yeah. the Jets. It changed yeah, the whole game. You saw it in um, Seattle. Yeah. No. Then when James Robinson came to the Jets from Jacksonville. He just didn't have it anymore. He wasn't healthy. He wasn't healthy. No. That was the problem. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, Plus, running backs are, are are really right now a dime a dozen. That's like you what could I get agree. away. You could get away with not spending a lot of money. That's the problem with like a Saquon Barkley yeah. right now. Exactly. Is that you don't Unless need to spend that money. Like Derrick Henry is a rare running back. 
he's a Hall of Famer. But how many guys out there right now in the NFL are truly at that level? There's not very many. Right. Well, and and you still think that the potential's there for Saquon Barkley. The problem is is that he's gotten hurt. You know, that's like, it's like injury, injury, injury. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the bigger issue. Do you want to spend that type of money on somebody who's only going to be able to give you about 65% production from the year? Not like he's not, he's going to give you a hundred percent, but he's only going to be able to do a hundred percent for 65% of the year. And that's the issue that you run into. And there's so many different running backs out there that you could pick up a running back in the fifth round and him still be very productive. Because the shelf life for a running back is three years. Usually short. That's the thing. Yeah. So I mean, listen, I want I would love to keep Saquon, but if he's gonna keep uh wanting 14 to 16 million dollars a year, uh he can go try and find out. He didn't say what he wanted publicly, that's what the that's what the rumor was that he wants to get paid like McCaffrey did. And uh, and maybe a little less, and that's what uh, that's what he was talking his agent. Well, was especially I, I know, and I would say that if I was, if I, you know, hey, listen, if the Giants were going to resign me, I, yeah, I went fourteen to sixteen million. You guys killed me. You yeah. know, it's like I I had to be most of your your offense. Everything. So yeah, you yeah. better pay me fourteen to sixteen million dollars. You know, if if I'm going somewhere else where if if the Chiefs are going to offer me a contract, I may go for ten like eight to 10 because one now I'm on a championship team that I don't have to carry the entire load and yeah. I don't get, I, you know, I have a better chance of getting right. a ring. And you know what? The difference between 10 and 14 million is $4 million a year, which is a lot of money, but even still winning solves a lot of the problems I might have with that, not having those $4 million. Very if true. they sign Daniel Jones, they're going to franchise Saquon Barkley. So he'll be, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. I mean, the, the last thing I read was that they're going to sign uh, um, Jones to a three-year contract, about 35 mil, and then they'll, they'll franchise. But he wants 45 mil a year. I know. I know. I know. I know, Jill. I, I don't know what to say. So, yeah, I guess. Which I, I think guess that I, means that the Giants are going to be without Saquon Barkley. And, yeah. 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 Looks that way. I see David Carr in your future. Derek Carr. Derek Carr is going to be in New York one way or another. (laughs) Yes, he is. So, so folks, I want to thank you for joining uh, this week in sports. We got a little silly, but we do that once in a while. We have a lot of fun on this show. So, uh, you guys have a show was brought to you by Derek Carr and his (laughs) agent. (laughs) Jack and Derek Carr. so what anyway, if Derek folks, came and, and took him I to championship game. Wow! Last thing I'm going to say. I hope when we come on the show next week, Derek Carr's the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Possible. <laughs> Very possible. Jackie, I'm going to give him a call. I want I want him to come on the show. I want him to come on the show, and I want him to 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 combat the fact that he you you listed him as the 20th best quarterback. Yeah. yeah, maybe he's maybe maybe he can take the quiz too. We'll see yeah. what he thinks where he should be. Um, see how he have, plays rock paper scissors. Yes, yes. Folks, have a great Sunday. Uh, we'll see you again Thursday. Uh, Jim has his show J and B Talking Shop on Wednesday nights, eight p.m. to nine p.m. Check him out. Jack on Glove Fist Monday nights, 
7 to 8 p.m. Check that show out. It's a great show. Both shows are fun. Both shows are great. Uh, and Jack and Frank argue about as much as me and Jack does. So it's a very entertaining show. So, folks, have a great Sunday again. And we'll see you Thursday on the Mac and Jack Sports Show. Take it easy. All right.